0: going on everybody
1: welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show a bit of a whirlwind of a morning here because well DraftKings wasn't only down for the last 30 minutes but they also didn't release salaries until what like right now Jordan
0: yeah I was like let me just check let me just glad you did (laughs) I'm glad you did
1: so we're gonna hit on it we're going to hit on that. Uh, I spent a lot of time going over FanDuel and Yahoo, so we can touch on that as well. There's some decent value, but the biggest difference is FanDuel and Yahoo right now just have the big slates out for the Saturday games. Draft Kings released the Millie maker for the full slate of divisional games, all four of those. So I figured what we could do here is have some fun and really just discover all of this together at this point, because, we, we haven't had time. We literally, it was released maybe two minutes ago at 11 o'clock. So uh, let's run through this one together, see what we find, see what type of value is out there, what kind of good builds there are. It's still only Tuesday. We got plenty of time. But again, it's not that early considering the slate starts on Saturday. So anyway, I'm Dave Lockrin. Thanks for entertaining that. Wanted to get you guys in the same headspace as us at Lafay underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D, for those of you podcast listeners out there, along, as always, with Jordan Vanek at Jordan Vanek D-F-S-V-A-N-E-K, and Ben Rasa at Jazz Raz D-F-S-Double-Z, Single-Z. Ben,
2: what's cracking, bro? Nothing. Busy little Tuesday. A lot of sports going on, but I actually like this as well. I think that sometimes a first-look show is better when you're getting more off the cuff reaction, honestly, because, you know, if you have a chance to get into it, you solidify some positions and then it's like, okay, well, we still have so much time. I actually like, I I have not even seen some of this pricing. You get the first look, you get those first impressions. I actually think that is a better process for everyone, me included. So I'm excited to dive into it.
1: So am I. And we're uh, as always happy to have you guys with us. I say it all, Richie, DraftKings should be up now. It was down for me as well. It's good. But uh, happy to have you guys here. Look, it's Tuesday. Uh, anybody hanging out with us during basketball, and you know, I know you got PGA coming up in a, t- in a couple days, Ben. Anyone hanging out with us on a Tuesday to talk a little NFL uh, needs to scratch that itch just as much as we do. But before we dive into these games and all of the pricing, we'll go position by position as we always do on this Tuesday show. Jordan. Jordan. Uh, how bad are the Arizona Cardinals, man? They were the last undefeated season se- team in the in the league, seven and zero. After week thirteen, they were ten and two. They finished out the season one and four, and look, I mean, you want to talk about an over an overused phrase, dumpster fire? There's really no better way to describe the Arizona Cardinals last night than an outright yeah. dumpster fire. What a disaster! Desi- I turned the game off.
0: Yeah, no, that was awful. I was wondering uh, with Cliff Kingsbury, just lack of moving guys around. Like DeAndre Hopkins lines up on the left side of the field the entire time. Obviously, he didn't play in that game, so it had to be A.J. Green just lining up on that side of the field. Kingsbury's offense isn't that creative. Like you you saw it. You got to see it in a playoff game where a defensive coordinator sold out on certain things. I mean, their offense line was just getting bullied by Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They're making plays left and right. And to be honest, like Kyler Murray isn't a top tier quarterback. He's not in that Josh Allen, Patrick no, Mahomes no type, type of realm. I feel like he's closer to the Dax, the, you know, maybe even Tannehills of the world where it's just like, he's, he's good. He's a good quarterback, but with Kings Dude, Kirby, How bad was
1: that one interception in the end zone? The pick six.
0: That was awful. I mean, I think Kingsbury isn't that good of a coach. Like they just have a very talented roster and they will manhandle teams that don't.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ben, the reason I turned the game off wasn't because I didn't have any action. Uh, My DFS lineups were essentially toast at that point. I I laid the three points or three and a half on, I think it was three at the time I got it on the Rams. And that was all, that was all but a certainty. And then I had the over on AJ Green who went catchless and the under on Sonny Michelle rushing yards. So, I mean, by the, the middle of the third quarter, I essentially locked in everything I needed to know.
2: It was a weird game. I mean, I, I was uh, it was a redemption moment for me because I've not been a Cardinals fan this entire year. I really didn't think they were that good. Just a tough team to figure out. But it was just, yeah, I mean, I don't read too much. I do think there's a wild overreaction like people are like, oh, they got to get rid of Kyler. Like, well, maybe not. Um, but at the same time, the Rams just Stafford credit to him. They did what they needed to do. He played a clean game finally. And they just they just overwhelmed them. So. Uh, the most shocking thing by far to me was that Cam Akers assumed an absolutely full-time role. He had five carries in week 18, and he was used in, in as if he was never injured or limited. So clearly, they were holding him back in week 18. I didn't think that was the case, but it clearly was.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure you saw in our, our three-way group chat with Aton, him and I got into a little, uh, not argument, but a little debate about this, <clears throat> where he was saying like, you know, it should have been a spot where we should have expected more. Maybe he's right, but I certainly did it. Like, yeah, I thought Akers would get some opportunities, but th- I never once assumed that he was going to have 10 touches at-, at the beginning of the second quarter. I mean, that's crazy. At one point, he had outcarried uh, Sonny Michelle nine to three, and Sonny Michelle had just ripped off a 35 yard run.
0: Yeah, and they had that Cam Akers run early in the game get called back as well, it's like a holding penalty or yep. something like that. So, like for me, looking at Cam Akers, whoever is that training staff, I want them a part of my team yeah. because they did a phenomenal job. With whatever they did to them, <laughs> that's ridiculous.
1: Five and a half months. Yeah, I did not anticipate that. I did like the unders. Look, honestly, a lot of books didn't even put out a line on that. Like, a lot of books never even threw out a Cam Akers line. So. I mean, it it was at one of those spots where you know thought it'd be good, but hey, next year coming into this, it feels like Cam Akers undisputed running RB one for this team. It, it's hard it's hard to see that any differently right after this game, right, Jordan? And maybe we'll maybe we'll see next week, but um, it's going to be fun to talk about him against Tampa Bay. I, I still think you're going to have trouble getting there, uh, but now now we have a, a whole entirely different dynamic. And uh, what do you say when we jump into this one, boys? Let's do it. All right. Uh, again, for anybody just joining us now, DraftKings pricing literally came out one minute before we started the show. I had prepared for FanDuel and Yahoo because we wanted to give you guys a show regardless. But uh, just given that DraftKings has the Millie for four games makes this so much better. So let's make it happen, boys. Before we do, hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Appreciate all you guys hanging out with us every day of the week help us combat the YouTube overlords. You know how it goes. We got to feed the algorithm around here. It's just the way it is, man. Sometimes you got to play the game and subscribe to the channel. If you haven't done so yet, work on our way up to 75 K subs soon. We're going to get that plaque, that play button, that silver play button so we can brag to our friends about hundred K subs, but until then subscribe, hit that thumbs up. Let's make it happen. All right, Ben quarterback position Saturday. You've got, uh, Joe Burrow, you got Tannehill, you've got Garoppolo and Rogers. And then Sunday we close it out. I think hopefully we'll have better games than we, there was literally one good game all weekend or all week. Uh, you terrible. got uh, Stafford, you got Brady, you got Josh Allen. And then Patrick Mahomes, who just went nuclear. Both of those guys went just through the roof in their respective matchups. What are we doing at the top with Allen Mahomes and Rogers and Brady? I'll hell I'll throw Brady into the mix as well.
2: Well, yeah, no surprise. I mean, when you're when you have eight teams left, you have all the dominant quarterbacks left. So it's an extremely deep uh, quarterback pool here. And the pricing kind of reflects that. I mean, to see Burrow towards the bottom, Stafford towards the bottom. I mean, these guys are guys that have proven all year that they can rack up a ton of points. But having said that, I think the first thing and again, this is all first look. One of the games is a 55-point total, and that's obviously the Bills and the Chiefs. So it's hard to look at that game and think anything besides points will be had. One of those quarterbacks, if not both, who are mobile, they're obviously playing fantastic. I know it's the obvious take, but how can you not like uh, Allen and Mahomes clear above the rest? Do you think there's any letdown vibes in that
1: game from a total standpoint? I'm just throwing it out there. I really don't have much of an opinion on it yet. It's at 55 right now, by far. The highest uh, by by seven points. Of, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, almost seven points by any other game on the on the weekend.
2: Not really. Uh, weather dependent, but I, I was I don't, looking that
1: up right now. I can tell you in just a second. I mean, it's going to
2: be freezing in Green Bay Saturday night. In Green Bay is not ideal. That that's no. for sure.
1: Better than Sunday though. Sunday is going to be negative one around that time.
2: Yeah. So I mean, that is what it is. I I don't particularly uh it won't be bad in kansas city it's gonna be no, like 30 I degrees think, i just think this is a it's a competitive game a, a two-point spread which is very interesting in itself but uh yeah i i think that you can do a lot of things on this slate but to me you've got 1a and 1b and then there's a drop off to rogers i have him distinctly behind those top two
0: what about you jordan Yeah, I think with like the top tier, like Mahomes and Allen are clearly the top two dogs. But I really like what they did with pricing for the quarterback standpoint. The only thing I wish is Stafford was a little bit more expensive. Um, But other than that, like this is pretty much how I would kind of price these quarterbacks and rank them. Like to be fair, like looking at your passing options, like Rogers and Brady will have to throw for over three hundred, I think, to beat Mahomes or Allen on this slate. But stafford burrow tannehill like they can get away with like a 270 two to three touchdown type of game if you get like your digs or kelsey that just pop off and pricing works out that way
1: as good as Rodgers is i i don't know if he should be in the same price tier as as these guys because he's a phenomenal quarterback i mean if, if you talk to me about you know, guys that I want on my team in a, in a game that has to be won. I'm sure we can talk about some <laughs> NFC championship games that he's lost, but Rodgers is up there as one of the top guys. The difference is, though, from a DFS standpoint, Jordan, there is there is definitely more appeal when it comes to guys like Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes, at, at least if they're going to be this closely priced. Right.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get that. I was just saying, like Rodgers has been on a tear lately, so like oh, keeping. Oh, no, I up wasn't disagreeing
1: price. with you. I'm, I'm asking you if they should be oh. in the same price tier essentially.
0: No, because the rushing upside, the rushing upside, Mahomes right. and Allen bring should be probably priced at least six600 dollars above Aaron Rodgers and Brady and stuff like that.
1: Ben, I will say though, and Jordan alluded to this, Matthew Stafford's kind of interesting down here at sixty-two hundred against tampa bay i mean a true pass funnel defense and you know unlike the eagles i I mentioned this and and i did say i want to talk about homer shit i I told you i don't see any way they win this game i wasn't sure it'd be that bad but jonathan gannon decided to play 10 yards off the ball on defense uh that if they can't run the ball and if they give up running the ball it's over from the jump that's what happened i said they go down they're going to go down well i think i said 21 nothing and i believe it it actually was 21 nothing so uh put another feather in this fella's cap, but they just got annihilated. When it comes to the Rams, they have a competent passing game and they already have one of the lowest and our, our, this tool is free at Awesome. Game script adjusted run play percentages in the league. I believe only the Bucs have a lower game script adjusted run play percentage in football. So it just makes you think that Stafford won't be throwing 17 times as he did yesterday in that easy cruise to victory over Arizona.
2: No, no doubt. The volume should obviously, you know, positively trend up. But he also scored on the ground, which is the ultimate outlier Uh, that should have been Sonny Michelle's touchdown. That's another story for another time. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the game that listen, there's four games that obviously the Chiefs bill speaks for itself. But the Tampa Rams game, I think there's a wide range of outcomes. Both teams want to throw the ball. The Rams secondary wasn't exposed last night, even though they do have some problems back there, because for a multitude of reasons, the the Cardinals couldn't take advantage. But obviously, Brady, even though he's down some key guys, it looks like Tampa will be able to challenge them in a lot of different ways. So I I get what you're saying there. Stafford's the obvious pay down option.
1: Well, I mean, it's really going to come down to Jordan. At least this is the way I'm looking at it. It, The the secondary is definitely flawed in terms of injuries for the for the Rams, but when you have, when you have a, a line and a pass rush that can get to the quarterback, it definitely covers up some of those wards, and that's what we saw.
0: Oh, yeah, and I mean, Raheem Morris is a pretty good defensive coordinator, and these teams have already matched up, so we kind of have like an idea, a little bit of how they'll be used, and Ramsey basically covered Chris Godwin in that game, With no Chris Godwin. I think he moves outside to Evans, or at least some of the time does that, and the Rams have the team to beat this Bucks team. And in the first matchup, they didn't allow the Bucs to run the ball. They averaged 2.7 yards per carry, which is – and they only ran the ball 13 times in a game that was only 14 to 7 at halftime. So if Tampa Bay is not able to run the ball and they have to throw 55 times or like they did the first time around, I think you could see another – like an upset from the Rams.
1: Yeah. Like you said, they beat them. What was it, like 32-24 the first time they faced these these guys?
0: 34-24 in the, uh, I mean, this time around, it'll be Odell Beckham instead of Djax.
1: And I got to say, I'm really happy to see Odell Beckham in this position that he is. I know a lot of people don't like this guy. I don't care. I like him. Um, it's encouraging to see him finally on a team that is half decent. And I think this could be an upset as well. Honestly, Ben, I came into the postseason worrying about the the rams because don't get it twisted as bad as the cardinals had looked closing out the year the rams had some really ugly games themselves and they just blew a 17-0 lead to the the niners to be fair to the niners credit they're a good they're a good football team and they're a really good football team that was a must-win game for them not a must-win game for the rams who won the division anyway but i was i was a little skeptical there to see how stafford was going to look dealing with those injuries but uh, yesterday they they looked dominant. So
2: yeah, I mean, what's the spread on this game? Two three points, three points. Yeah. yeah, yeah, three. I mean, the thing that's interesting about the Rams and I've kind of been on them a lot this year, so maybe I'm just somewhat biased. But it, it's almost like they're they survived, or they almost budgeted for multiple mistakes by Stafford. And when he doesn't do that, this team is they have not lost this year. Now I know it's a big if. You know, don't throw any, don't make any turnovers. Easy game. But if they don't, it's almost, I mean, no one yet has beat this team if they've done that. So it's it's kind of like all these games where they've struggled. Well, they're budgeting in two turnovers and one was a pick six basically every week. He cleaned that up last night. We saw the results. So the Rams are extremely dangerous, competitive game. The only other thing I want to say really quickly, Tom Brady threw the ball. So talk about quickly. He was going, I I don't have the number, but it was his time for releasing the ball was super fast in, in week, uh, the wild card week. So if they can do that, it's obviously going to put tremendous pressure on the Rams front because you can't get to him if he releases the ball in like one second.
1: Where else are you, Ben? I mean, we talked about the top three guys. We get into Brady a little, or uh, Rogers a little bit. Then you've got Tannehill. We'll see about Derrick Henry. Mike Vrabel said that he's going to put in a, a, a big week of work and see how he cuts. His words, not mine. Uh, you've got Garoppolo against Green Bay. Brady against the Rams, uh, 48 and a half point total there. And then Joe Burrow against Tennessee.
2: Yeah, I I mean, it, it's a situation, of course. All these guys are extremely talented. Obviously, I'm going to try to get to the top two. I don't mind paying down for Stafford. T- Tana, for me, it's like, am I going to get to Tannehill or Jimmy G at all? I think that's one of the questions that I'm asking myself, or am I just going to keep it to the top six? Obviously, you can make narratives and merits to getting to them. But right now, when I look at it, I think the answer to that is no. Uh, There's enough value and enough savings, and there's not as big of a price jump to me to to take the risk on on the bottom too. So I'm right now thinking, okay, I'm only looking at six quarterbacks at most.
1: Who are your top quarterbacks then? Why not throw you this question? I know it's early in the week, but it's helpful.
2: So it would be, if I had to pick one quarterback, it would be Josh Allen. Stafford would be the obvious pay down options. And then I think we all know that the Chiefs have their swagger back. They're doing a lot. It's just very difficult right now to formulate that stack just because of the way they're constructed. So it's nothing, nothing unique for me with quarterbacks. It's the obvious two and the obvious pay down. Okay. You said six quarterbacks. Did you mean three? No, I just meant that I, I'm at the point where I might just eliminate two from even a large field pool. Gotcha. Where, where like I have no interest in Tannehill or Jimmy G, no matter what, where Burrow, Brady, these guys, if I get them on a lineup or two, obviously I'm very comfortable with that. But I'm seriously considering just saying under no circumstance will I play Tannehill or Jimmy J.
1: Makes sense. I think the one reason too, Jordan, that that we always have to consider a Brady, one, because he's just, he truly is the GOAT. Whether you want to admit it or not, you know, he is. But also because this is the one thing that stands out to me on a team like this. They're actually not hard to stack at all. I mean, Evans is sixty-eight hundred, Gronk is fifty-eight hundred. They combined for sixteen targets last game. You should probably get four net back. We'll see. Uh, but and they protect Brady so well. Unlike some, unlike a team in Arizona that struggled to protect Murray. Does any has any quarterback been protected better than Brady over his career? Whether he's in New England or in Tampa. I know, by the way. The Eagles did get to him a decent amount last game, but he still annihilated them uh, and just carved them up and did what he needed to do. So I I like some of these cheap – not cheap stacking, but it's not an expensive stack, and it's not where you have Godwin and Antonio Brown here anymore where you have to be like, all right, I'm just going to spin the wheel or roll the dice and, and try and hope that I hit on one of these top four passing options in Tampa.
0: Yeah, no, definitely keeping Brady a part of your player pools is super important. But, I mean, for me, like, the person that we didn't really touch on was Joe Burrow. Like, Joe Mixon went out. You have a Tennessee team that is possibly going to get Derrick Henry back. And from my understanding, you had Mike Daniels go out with a groin injury. You had multiple defensive linemen get hurt. So, you can see Tennessee with a lead in this one. Like, I think Joe Burrow is going to have to throw a ton. And DraftKings, I mean, I just clicked over to receiver just to see. T. Higgins is only 400 more than Odell this week. That feels like that hasn't been the case all season long. That feels like an overreaction to just a bad game where the Raiders treated Higgins as if they were basically the number one where they put Casey Hayward on him while they gave Jamar Chase a face in the whole game and he just kept killing him on comebacks and back shoulder routes.
1: Yeah, I, honestly, I think it's actually similar to Brady because like Usama is cheap. He's definitely not Gronk, but he's cheap. I'm, I guess, Ben, what I'm saying, and you can do this with a lot of these guys, a little bit more difficult with with Mahomes, especially given that Pringle and Robinson and Hardman and all these guys, I had the over prop on Tyree Kill. Can you imagine a time where Patrick Mahomes completes 31 passes and Tyree Kill only has five targets? I mean, seriously. Uh,
2: yeah, I had that over too. And it, it's just. It's tricky. They do all these things around the goal line that are dumb. I mean, they work, but it's really difficult from a fantasy perspective. So I'm with you. And I I don't know if there's still an underlying issue with Tyreek. He was kind of hurt in week 18. Then the game for a second there, it was close. And Tyreek had like three catches on that drive. And then it got out of hand very, very, very quickly. But clearly against Buffalo. I mean, I think a lot of people might argue that those are the two best teams. Uh, I think you can make a case for that. So this is an all hands on deck situation, competitive game. I don't love stacking the chiefs just because it's a, always a very difficult stack. It's effective. I want to do it. It's just not easy. That's what I'm, well, that's kind of what I'm
1: saying, right? Yeah. I, I love Mahomes and I definitely want some Hill and Kelsey, but it, I guess let's close out the, the quarterback position with this. What teams do you think? And again, we're looking at salaries just as you are. They weren't released until a minute before we started the show. What teams do you think from a concentration of target standpoint and from a price point uh, make the most sense as stack or are easiest to get to as stacks? We saw so many teams rip off huge scoring totals in, in the wildcard week. It's going to be different. You have mostly really all good teams left at this point. But you never know. If another team puts up 40 or, or even, you know, 35 in a game like this, it's going to take you a really long way.
2: Yeah, I think right now, at first glance, uh, the Bills look pretty appealing with Diggs's price, just not where I thought it would be. He's a couple thousand dollars less than the the, the top end Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup type guys. Uh, even the Bucks more concentrated with Evans. So you're going to have options, of course. It's just some of them come preloaded. Like if you have Rodgers, you've got Adams. And if you've got Stafford, for the most part, I still think Cooper Cup's going to be in those lineups. Who are your favorite stacks,
1: Jordan?
0: Uh, For me, I I think the like lower own. I think Burrow because of what Stafford's price is going to be, and then I just looked over to Diggs's price, and that's going to be way. That's going to be extremely popular. I can't believe they priced him down that much.
1: Talk about some running backs here, boys. That's the most time we've ever spent on quarterbacks I think even on bigger slates we kind of had to it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird week all of them are good before we do though shout out to our sponsor Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports they've got the, the the Saturday contest up 100k to first some really interesting pricing over there I went over all of it earlier this morning too so I think the pricing's really nice it's it's pretty sharp but there's some good value as well. Uh, the pay, of course, there's no management fee in this whatsoever. Other sites may call it rake. Uh, yeah, no management fee whatsoever. So $250,000 prize pool and zero management fee whatsoever. So if you're not taking advantage of something like that, I don't really know what to tell you. You're, you're legitimately throwing money away, right? They're not taking anything out of this. There's 1,250 entries, $20 entries. Uh, multiply that it's $250,000 which is exactly what the prize pool is we have all of the tools for yahoo over at awesome the boom bust tool the lineup builder the top stack tool ownership player projections and if you want to get a free month of awesome plus before you sign up at yahoo just use the link in the description or the one that Tyler Zander producing the show already did or is going to throw into chat uh $90, right? It's everything on the site. And it's not just football either. It's every single sport that we have, all of the tools created by awesome. Alex Baker himself. Man. It's, it's a no brainer. If you haven't signed up at Yahoo yet, take advantage of that. You've got the $75,000. Uh, and actually what's the NBA contest tonight. I might've got that wrong. Uh, Cause it's a two gamer. Yeah. So $500,000 NFL baller on Sunday, 250 K baller on Saturday, Uh, And some other kind of 30K NBA baller tonight. If if nothing else, take advantage of the payout structures. They're better than any other site you're going to find. Hands down, it's not even a dispute. It's not even a debate. So use the link in the description. Sign up. Join our Discord. Hop into the office hours where you got the pros answering your questions like Steve Buzzard, the Colts, Alex, so many other guys helping you better your game. No reason not to do it. Click the link. And, uh, oh, get $10 into your account in free play from Yahoo when you do that as well. All right, uh, running backs. Ben,
2: is Derrick Henry going to play? I would assume that he's going to play, but, I I mean, I don't know. And, And then if he does, so the thing about Derrick Henry that's interesting, even at the height of his powers, He's always a he's been a volume-based back. Like the reason he's so dominant is because they just give him the ball and he gets stronger as the game goes on. And the defense gets weaker. He can't, I'm not gonna say he can't, but he is not at at the height of his powers where it's like, oh, they're just gonna give him, you know, a couple carries here and there. It's very difficult for a guy like that to get there in a situation like that if he's not at full volume. So it's it's not like Kamara, it's not like some of these guys where they're gonna be targets. Derrick Henry is a workhorse back. I don't know. Is he just ready to go workhorse style? Hasn't played since week eight. That's a huge, huge risk. But is there a chance that Derrick Henry's like 2% owned if we don't get clarification? That's the thing. He's very
1: expensive, right? And yeah, I mean, who's going to play him? On DraftKings, it's a little bit more palatable. But on FanDuel, he's, he's 9K. He's $9,000, <clears> excuse me, on, on FanDuel. On on Yahoo, he's $38. He's the most expensive player on the entire slate, Jordan. So we better be damn sure that he's not going to be limited to a 10-touch roll at that price point, especially with a lot of other good players on this slate.
0: Yeah, no, Derrick Henry, if 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 news about him and how much he's going to get used is super important for this slate just because of playing him. But on DraftKings at 7500 I I think I'll be getting to him. And the reason is, is since he lost some key pieces to that defensive line towards the end of that Raiders game, and you saw it, you saw the pass rush fade away. You saw Josh Jacobs start being able to run the ball a lot better. If Derrick Henry is playing not even at 80 percent, if he gets 80 percent of the workload he was getting in the regular season. I still have a high interest in this slate with maybe lower ownership than what we're going to get if he gets advances in the conference championship.
1: I talked about this, I think, on Tuesday with you guys, and we talked about it a lot throughout the week as well. But, Jordan, one thing that we know is usually in the playoffs, the lead back begins to get even more work, even more snaps, than they were in the regular season, especially because in a lot of those games they just aren't needed. Well, Devin Singletary played 86% of snaps in a blowout. I mean, how happy are we to see this, man? This is fantastic. I just love it. 16 carries, four targets, two rushing touchdowns. A beautiful one, too, that he bounced outside. He had a goal-line touchdown. It's a thing of beauty. We should all be happy about this, that this guy's finally getting his due. Joe Mixon struggled mightily, but still just very clearly the lead back. I think P. Ryan had, what, one carry in this game? It it certainly had zero targets. It's still Mixon's backfield. I wonder if people are going to be a little gun-shy there. And then Aaron Jones is another one. Uh, Feel free to touch on the guys you like here. I want to throw one more out there because I don't understand why he continues to get priced like this. Uh, Eli Eli Mitchell had 27 carries. This guy now has 20-plus carries in five, six straight games and is the clear, bona fide, undisputed lead back in San Francisco. The question is, how much of that is he going to get on the road in Green Bay?
0: Yeah, no, Devin Singletary, I mean, if if you were the guy that was in on him his first year when he was playing behind Frank Gore, and every single time he got the ball, it was like the Miles Sanders effect. Man had 20 yards per touch, it felt like every yep. single explosive run. And I
1: actually remember going over this, and it was one of every, I think, three touches through the first eight games was 10-plus yards.
0: I, I've loved Devin Singletary. It's, it's cool to see that he's getting used like that. Kansas City's been a lot better against the run since that Melvin Ingram trade. They haven't played too many teams. It's this game is fantastic if you're going with the Mahomes stack to play the Singletary side of things. But San Francisco against Green Bay, like the last time we watched this game in the playoffs, obviously very different teams. What Garoppolo threw the ball six, seven times, and Tampa or San Francisco ran for like two fifty against that defense. I know when was that? Two years ago. The the championship where the 49ers lost to the Chiefs. Yeah. Before COVID. I know. It oh, was a oh long I time. thought you were
1: talking about against Green Bay. He is.
0: Yeah. The Garoppolo game where he threw like eight passes in the NFC championship.
2: Why do I not remember that?
0: They just absolutely smoked him. It was yeah. I think really? uh was Rahim it in Green most... Bay?
1: No. No, no. no that was so. the year
0: San Fran was the one seed. But essentially what I'm getting at is Kyle Shanahan is going to run the rock with what Jimmy Garoppolo looks like as a passer. The only problem with Elijah Mitchell is Debo Samuel. That that man seems to steal every single rushing touchdown every single week. And, but again, if you don't, I think if you're playing Debo, I wouldn't, I would stay away from Elijah Mitchell, but if you're not playing Debo at all, I think Elijah Mitchell is a fantastic play.
1: Ben, what about you with non-Derek Henry running backs?
2: So, uh, obviously, I'm not going to... Singletary's playing absolutely fantastic. He's getting there every week. The price is reasonable. He's going to be very popular. But it it felt like, to me, Joe Mixon had as bad of game as he can have at this point. He had 21 touches. He did not score. He had 76 total yards. It's not good, but it was... I mean, his floor right now is that, I think. I don't know why the role would change, and it seems like you know, obviously he's going to have better games than that, more more likely than not. So I, I like Mixon kind of as a, he gets a slight price decrease and, and with Singletary right there, I think a lot of people know, you, obviously you have room for, for them together and whatnot, but I, I'm, I'm still very confident that Mixon is going to have a, a good game and I'm not deterred at all by what was a lackluster opening playoff game from him.
1: I hear you. And a game that they still pulled off a win. That was the best game of the week, by the way.
2: Yeah, I mean, the refs just – making up rules, even though there's room for the Bengals, but uh, they just make up rules in the NFL. I don't really understand it.
1: Can we, like, I don't want to go too long here, but I, I have to mention this. I have to ask you guys this. The Dak Prescott, the Dak Prescott run, okay? I, people acting like that was the ref's fault for standing Significantly behind the line of scrimmage, like he knew that was going to be the play, and then the Cowboys not knowing that the ref has to touch the ball and spot it. Like the problem I have is, first of all, the play call. If if you try and defend that play call, I, I you will get annihilated. But people are doing it. The problem I have is everyone blaming the refs or this or that, right? But how many times have we seen spotting a ball go wrong just this season alone, Jordan? Like you have to factor that in.
0: I mean. The way to sum this up is I believe Ian Rappaport a day after the game was like, yep, Kellen Moore is staying in Dallas. That, <laughs> like, I can't believe, I like, I understand the logic behind it, but who cares if you're throwing a hill Mary from the 40 versus the 25-30? Like, well, that, and you get at least, you get two, maybe three of those, probably two from the 40. I just Mike McCarthy, that's a fireball offense, but Mike McCarthy's Jimmy or Jerry Jones's puppet. So it's just, that's just what Dallas has got going for him. I can't believe I witnessed that live. And my brother's a Cowboys fan. So that was, uh, he he turned off his phone.
1: <laughs> I, I don't, I don't blame you, man. I, yeah, I would have turned off the lights as I had to turn everything. I was going to say something that, uh Ben, when, when you, when you watched that play, were you, were you like, oh, that's a good play? I get it.
2: Uh, no, I mean, so I thought it was a genius play. If it worked, the thing that I, I don't like, I don't even think it was that bad of play call. You can't blame the refs though. It, it, if it doesn't work, it's your fault for cutting it too close. Like a know the rule. Like they showed Larry Fitzgerald. For, he's just been on ESPN the whole day of him getting the ball and running it to the ref and doing it the right way. Uh, Great clip. They, they didn't do that. And, and the other part of it, they're saying they practiced it. And I, I've heard this from a couple of people. And it's a good point. When you practice that, I guarantee 99% of the time, practice with a pass like they're never practicing a quarterback sneak with it It, it, the ball travels a lot faster when you throw it with 14 seconds than when you run it so well it's just also also
1: though if you're doing that and you have like a a a ref you know you have you're simulating a ref with one of your 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 staff they know what the play is gonna be
2: it's just one of those things like i said if if they would have came out and said listen they had the sidelines defended. We thought we could pull a fast one and get one shot from the 25. We didn't execute it as good as we should. We knew it was going to be close. I would say that's probably not the smartest thing, but I get it. But to blame, like, oh, this was a genius idea and we got screwed. Like, no, no, the Raiders got screwed. The, the Dallas is just a nap. They had 14 penalties. You lose all credibility when, when you commit penalties like that.
1: Yeah, man. My I thing was not – like it wasn't that you – that it's not a good play if it works. It's there's so many variables that can make that go wrong. Like, there's so, we've seen spotting a ball go wrong for a million different reasons. Like, if Dak went down and somebody just like kind of bumped him, they, that doesn't get called, right? How many times there's usually never going to be a pile when it's a quarterback because you can't touch him anymore. But there's so many ways to obstruct the player from getting back to the line of scrimmage. There's so many ways that spotting a ball goes wrong. It just feels like it, the biggest play of of your career, really, in in a spot like this. Probably a, a miscalculation.
2: They're lucky they even had the chance to lose, like right. That, they shouldn't have even been. You're like, right. It's, that's not yeah. why they lost the game. That's my you're other right. thing. That they get at it. Dallas has many problems i
0: mean the Dak deck going into the press conference and talking mm-hmm. about how the fans can or yeah, that have, or, nonsense that that like i as a person who cheered for cam Newton and the man mm-hmm. didn't exactly do well after the super bowl press conference Dak hasn't gotten beat up as much as after that comic because that's really bad you should never talk about officials no matter how bad they are you can't you can't say that they were the complete reason you lost that football game
1: Well, and as an Eagles fan, as people still harp on throwing snowballs at Santa from 1968, you know, a little (laughs) hypocrisy involved there for sure. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Jonathan Watkins, thanks for the super chat. Say, got first in the $3 showdown last night. Awesome, man. Thank you, Alex Laffey. Love you guys. Going to retire from the legal profession soon. May all you stay blessed up. Also, Tyreek celebration with the pom poms. I didn't see it. I saw the Tyreek backflip, which was sick. I mean, he's got springs. Did you see that?
2: that Right.
1: It didn't count, but it should have just because of the celebration. (laughs) Ridiculous. I guess his heel feels okay. Anyway, uh, running back outside of those guys. Like, single, do we all agree that Singletary in this spot is once again, like, if he plays 90 plus percent of snaps, if this game is close, you just have to go. He's, he's sub 6K, right? I, I don't see how you can't go back to some Singletary this week.
0: Yeah. Are we all on the same
1: page there with, with him? Um, just to wrap up, Mitchell, do you, where, where do you guys side on, on Mitchell? Ben, you talked a lot about mixing, but is Mitchell a guy you want to work in as well, just given the volume, or do you not like this matchup nearly as much?
2: So I definitely don't like the matchup nearly as much, but again, we're still talking about four games. So there, there's a, certainly a non-zero chance that the Niners just, and it's a terrible, it's a different show, but the, the Niners match up great with the Packers. There's no doubt about it. So yep. there, are, there are scenarios where the Niners just absolutely whip them on the ground and it's that type of game. You can build for that, and I'm sure I'll have teams like that that get Mitchell. But if I was building one team, if I was looking at my favorite plays, it would be Mixon and Singletary ahead of him uh or even cam makers man i know it's i know it's tampa but if cam makers is going to touch the ball 20 times at 5500 i will go to him even against tampa's front
1: and you're probably going to get him at extraordinarily low ownership
2: yeah i think everyone so. i mean philly didn't have success and i was i was certainly wrong about that game but they also gave up pretty quickly in terms yeah. of trying to run the ball and that was that was
1: the concern. The, the moment they go down by multiple scores, what are they going to do? And they just completely stop. Uh, last thing, Jordan, before we get to some value here, does Aaron Jones find himself in a scenario now where he's had ample time to rest, hasn't played since week seventeen? Does does he find himself in a situation where he ends up getting uh, a lot more work, uh, or are there just too many good? Pr- running backs that are priced lower than he is that we know are going to be bell cows whether it's Mixon, Singletary's a bell cow Elijah mitchell's a bell cow even though debo gets those opportunities what do you think about jones at his price
0: yeah i, I think the bell cow role won't be there for green bay personally like I, I think aj dylan has earned enough of a role and he also is a bruiser like he fits this cold weather lambo sub whatever degrees like I think if you're anticipating that San Fran uh, actually wins the game or is up a little bit and you get Rodgers playing from behind, I like Aaron Jones a lot from a PPR perspective, because he is going to stay on the field as the passing game work. And last game he played, he got five receptions for 30 yards against Minnesota in a game that was Sean Mannion. So like, I think game script is where I'll determine whether I'm going to go up to Aaron Jones, but it's really hard to make a case over for him over Joe Mixon, who you know is going to be out there 85%, 90% of the time.
1: For sure. Uh, ben, a couple questions here to wrap this one up. Aaron Jones, and then just that backfield, and also Kansas City backfield, right? Is, is What do we get with the Kansas City backfield? If Fournette doesn't play, do we have to? And we talked a lot about Giovanni Bernard. That worked out extraordinarily well. This is later in the week, not on this show. Um, that worked out really well. I, I loved him. Did not anticipate 13 catches. I thought he would play more of a pass-catching role. Got way more work than I anticipated. There, there could end up being some value here. They're already saying that Fournette still hasn't been able to run at top speed without feeling it in his hammy. I think he'll be back, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, there's definitely going to be some value here. The difference to me is it's not going to be the extremely uh, low owned value. Giovanni Bernard and McKinnon were surprises to the majority of the field. And now we know uh, that that's a possibility. So you can still look to these guys. You can still get to these guys. It's just not going to be to the same degree where everyone was absolutely stunned for the most part that, you know, McKinnon was operating as the do everything back. In Kansas City and that of course was a big big surprise and the
1: big thing here too is it worked when it works that's when you really have to worry about the game plan coming in for next week Jordan like was Daryl Williams just not at 100% I think that factors in for sure I I really do Uh, and we don't know if Clyde Edwards-Alaire with that shoulder is going to play but If Edwards-Alaire is out, I I don't know, man. McKinnon was so successful that it's possible he is the lead back going into this week. If he's coming in at very low ownership, you know, 5%, 10%, it it might not be crazy to go back to a good pass-catching back who was used at the goal line and and had 18 total looks.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the Steelers' run defense in the last, like, six weeks has been absolutely atrocious. So, like, McKinnon looking good didn't – Surprise! I felt like any of the lead backs in Kansas City, if they just got the touches, they were going to do it. Um, obviously, Daryl Williams had that toe injury that we didn't understand his limitation until we saw it in the game. You know, McKinnon was the starter, started the whole game, played the whole game. I'm upset with what DraftKings did with the pricing because Daryl Williams is 4200. Like if he gets full practices, is not on the injury report, and Clyde is out again, I think I'll be going to the 4200 Daryl Williams and just th- believe that. They did this early on in the year. And if he's fully totally healthy, he is the starting running back over McKinnon. But obviously McKinnon played well, so you will get worked into the game plan regardless.
1: You got any other anything else at running back?
0: Me, no, I'm not. I don't think I get to Vaughn even if uh Fournette and Ronald Jones are both out again.
2: Ben, anything else at, at RB? Not unless something unforeseen happens,
1: which is possible. So we'll pay attention to that for sure. Hit that thumbs up, too, if you guys haven't done so yet. Appreciate everybody hanging with us. Uh, always a fun show to do. Even when we got four games, it can be. We've done a lot of short slates this year, as a matter of fact, at least, at least a number of them. Let's shout out some people into the Hall of Fame here, and then we'll do wide receivers and tight ends to put a bow on this one. A couple of people DM me about it. I think we got them into this. Some people just aren't uh, skilled with Twitter, and that's okay. I don't blame them. It's probably a good thing to stay off that dreadful cesspool but i get sucked in every damn time anyway you want to get involved you want to get a free month of awesome plus win that awesome plus 90 dollars value subscription and get shouted out right here really inducted into the hall of fame where you will stay forever all you got to do is download the awesome profile pic at awesome.com slash avatar use it on yahoo draftkings fanduel wherever you want wherever you want doesn't matter finish top three in a field of five thousand or more and hit us up at O H O F. You see it right there. Tyler's got it up on the screen. Of course, include Ben, Jordan, and myself as well, because we always love to see that stuff. And uh, let's kick it off. We got Kyle, $2,400. Buffalo Bills, 12-12 in the Saturday night special. Few winners from the past month. Thanks again, boys. Go Bills. Yeah, I mean, you get the huge Bills win. You got first out of 40,000. Uh, chopped, but still, that's a that's a big win. That's a huge win for Kyle on Saturday night. Hopefully he got drunk. Kellen Bader, nice little win on the NBA early slate, thanks to the Awesome Tools and the guys over there. Nothing huge, but I'll add it to the bankroll. Hey, man, a win is a win. First place. And, well, I'm assuming that being that jukebox, you're still getting the free month of Awesome Plus. So take it, man. SG, shout out to the Awesome Tools for helping me. Second in the $4 on FanDuel. Thought Karis Levert might get me there at the end. 1500 for Sean Geezy. And then we'll wrap it up with Chad. This is who I was talking about. Six weeks into the NBA, awesome, our subscription. Y'all are the best in the business. $500. Matter of fact, he sent me a screenshot. I'm not sure why we only clipped that much. I thought it was, yeah, it was a 500, a 400 in first place, a 250, and a 150. So he just swept across the board, took first in two that were, or no, I'm sorry. He took first and second in the same tournament. So just across the board. Huge day for you, man. Congratulations to all of you welcome to the Hall of Fame and welcome back to all of you who are joining us again. Get that free month, awesome.com/slash avatar. Hit us up at awesomo hof as well when you get those wins that you want to show off. All right, Ben, wide receiver. Cooper Cup had like one reception for five yards at halftime, ended up salvaging a little bit, but you've got him against Tampa. You got Devontae Adams against San Francisco, just an absolute target monster. 18 targets when these two teams squared off earlier in the season. And then Debo, who I like the rushing upside. I just hate that you get no targets out of him some weeks. And Kittle only saw three targets in that game.
2: Yeah, Kittle, that was another. It was funny. I had a really good betting week with sides and not a good week with, with props because I, I really misjudged some of the, the roles for some of these guys. I
1: did live bet Kittle over 11 and a half receiving yards. I and saw that. Had, actually had to sweat that for a minute. We got it because he's the type of guy that if he gets one, it's usually going to be for a decent chunk. But
2: it was a weird They've been game. using him to block. I mean, it's not yeah. his fault. It's no. just – it uh, worked. Oh, it worked, no doubt. Can they do, you, do that in this game, though? I think it's a little less likely um, just because I, I don't view – and Jordan could speak more to this than me. I don't view the, the Packers' pass rush at, on the likes of some of the Rams who they saw in Week 18 – and uh, the, the Cowboys, who obviously they saw last week. So I, I think he's more likely to do that. But no doubt you got that. I, I don't worry about Cup. That was just a game where they didn't really need him. Other things were working. You've got Devontae Adams. But the, the, the guy that stands out is Diggs to me. I know he's not at the top, but he should be towards it. He's $2,000 less than these guys. That doesn't make any sense. So he's going to be the most popular receiver, in my opinion, uh, over these guys. And it's warranted just based on price point.
1: What about you at the top, Jordan?
0: Yeah, I mean, Diggs, again, I know that you pointed out earlier, fantastic, someone that I thought was going to be in the 7K range at least, but seems really low. Um, at the top, I, Devontae Adams is the person that I love the most, uh, just because I think that Green Bay is going to need to throw in this game a lot. Like, I think that they're not going to be able to just run the ball in San Fran. They're going to have to get the ball downfield. And with Boso a little banged up, that gives them Rodgers more time to get the ball to Devontae Adams. and. Yeah, CD Lamb and Amari Cooper didn't. I mean, CD Lamb didn't do much against San Fran, but I think that was just Dak's inability compared to Rodgers, who will be able to take advantage of some of those weak corners in San Fran.
1: This mid range is just silly, Jordan. I mean, Chase is 7,100, but then you've got Evans at 68. I think you could say it's fine, but I think he should be more uh, higher priced given what we've seen out of, the, well, no Antonio Brown, no Godwin, maybe no Fournette. But then you have Tyree Kill against Buffalo. 6,600. You mentioned Digs at 65. AJ Brown at 62. It's going to be tough making those decisions if you're hand building this week.
0: Yeah, I just, I just realized the 6k range is just absurd this week. <laughs> like that's, that's a ridiculous group. Of it might receivers. be the
1: craziest it's been all year and we have four games.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like all these guys have been at least 7k. Every single week, except for probably A.J. Brown, because I mean, even T. Higgins at 57, like, like T. Higgins, A.J. Brown, Diggs, Tyreek, Mike Evans. I don't think this is probably their lowest price points that I've seen in a while.
1: Yep. So who do you like the most
0: out of that group? I so tough. I didn't even realize Tyree Kill was 66, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if At Tyree Kill at 66, I think is my favorite, especially with Notre Davis White. Yes, the Bills are a good, you know, secondary. They've been fantastic all year. But playoff game, Tyree Kill destroyed them last year. And it wasn't even on the long ball. It was the he catches it three yards down the field and just does Tyree Kill things where he just runs away from people and nobody can catch him.
1: Ben, what about you? It's such a deep range for four games.
2: Yeah, extremely deep. It's going to be easy to build with like a balanced setting where you're going to have two or even three of those guys in lineups. Salary is not going to be constricted a ton. So I like it. In a way, though, I think it does give more leverage than you would you would normally get to guys like – like how many lineups just at first glance are going to have Cup and Adams together when you have so many good paydown options in that six? I would say almost – Very few. Very few. So it's like – These are still elite world-class best receivers in the league that could go for 35 each. So I I like that kind of concept right off the build. The the prudent move is to just pepper the 6K range because these guys are not 6K values. They're they're much better than that. But at the same time, it doesn't automatically mean that the guys up top aren't warranted. So I kind of like that build, something I'll definitely explore this week.
1: I don't. I don't hate value either, Ben. I'm listen. I'm not saying what, when you're talking about the price of those six K guys, it's hard for me to act like anyone down here at the bottom is great. But like Jawan Jennings is almost minimum salary. I don't think he should be. He's actually been very much involved in the passing game, especially now that they're using Debo more on the ground. Uh, Who else? Oh, There was one more. Oh, Alan Lazard's 4,400. This dude's been a red zone monster recently. They've been targeting him a ton in the end zone. He's got four touchdowns over his last two, uh, three games. Of course, two of those came against Detroit uh, in which he, in, in which Aaron Rodgers didn't play all of it, but I still think you could make a decent argument for, so even like Byron Pringle, if, if, if Mahomes decides that he's going to spread the ball out again, Byron Pringle's been a force as well with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I, I think this is a good range if you're going to get to it. Don't lock on the one guy. Just, again, just looking at salaries now, but you could, you could really diversify down here in this 3 and 4K range and feel okay about it.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree. You have options. We'll see what's up with MVS. That could solidify Lazard even more. Julio is sub-5K. You get the bucks, guys. There's just a multitude of names. No one stands out. But second guy in your stack or just flyer pay down, you're, you're going to have ample options. Who do you like the most here down at the bottom, Jordan?
0: Uh, Julio. Um, I, oh, Julio. I know that he's been actually like – he hasn't performed in the regular season. He's been hurt, hamstring, whatever. This man's chasing a championship. Um, 4,700, came off his best game pretty much with the Titans since week, the Seattle week. Derrick Henry's back. AJ Brown's going to be the guy that Cincinnati's going to want to stop. Like, if they load, if Derrick Henry's playing, they load the box and they try to stop AJ Brown. Good luck leaving Julio Jones one on one in the playoffs.
1: People mentioning uh, T. Higgins in in chat. I like him a lot more on the Saturday slates on Fanduel and and Yahoo. I'm not saying not to play him because he's probably going to be pretty low on. The only problem I have here, Jordan, is that he's kind of. In a sense, he's in, in, and I know you talked about him. I'm assuming you probably like him a little bit more than I do, but as a one-off, he's he's kind of in no man's land because he's he's not much cheaper than AJ Brown, who is the clear alpha in Cincy. He's only seven eight hundred dollars cheaper than Diggs, nine hundred cheaper than Tyree Kill. As much as I like T Higgins. It, he's in that weird price range that makes it a little bit more difficult to get to him. If he was priced down to the same level that guys like Diggs and Hill and, and Evans and Brown are priced down, I think it'd be a lot easier.
0: Yeah. The thing with the Titans, cause this is just going to factor in what Vrabel's game plan is because the Raiders Once went ahead. On. Yeah. Well, I'm saying defensively you had the Raiders who went ahead and said, we're going to take Casey Hayward and we're going to eliminate T Higgins. We're going to double tomorrow chase. And we're going to try to see if that works. They did that pretty much the whole entire game. And Higgins couldn't catch the ball. He had a touch. He could have had a touchdown. He dropped the ball on the pylon. He could have had a few catches on the sidelines, kept dropping the ball. But with Vrabel, does he do that with Janora Shankins? Does he just put him on T Higgins and try to double Jamar Chase? Does he put Janora Jenkins and a safety on Jamar Chase? It's going to be really game or guessing what Vrabel's defensive scheme is going to be. And that's going to be tough where, I think I'll be getting to T. Higgins if he's low owned, but not a ton. I won't just go super overweight on him just because he can get eliminated if Tennessee chooses to do so.
1: Makes sense to me. Free content on the site today. You don't need a sub or anything for it. Player rankings for NBA PGA rankings. I know Ben's got a PGA show coming up first look for Thursday, NHL top stacks. All of that is entirely free today, but if you did want to you know, dabble, get your foot in the door. Grab yourself a uh, free month. Uh, sorry, not a free month. 25% off your first week of Awesome O Plus Platinum. Everything on the site, every single sport we have, all of the tools, like we mentioned earlier, use the promo code NFL Strategy Show, all caps, all one word, gets you 25% off the first week. All right, Ben, ready to put a bow on this one? Kelsey, Gronk, Kittle, Knox, big game last time out, two scores. Higby, Usama, Furkser, DeGuara, I think on Saturday you could make a good argument for Ferks or Endegar on FanDuel, on Yahoo, on DraftKings because they're going to be cheap. But then you introduce Kelsey and Gronk into the mix and, and Dawson Knox. And it's tough to really want to go super cheap at tight end this week.
2: Yeah, unless you're doing something really aggressive. Most people, I think Uzoma uh, for just a couple hundred dollars more, just given what he did last week i think it's probably where people go i thought higby was great last night involved really really solid stuff um he only had four targets and I honestly felt like he had more targets to just having to watch that game i didn't look at that but still price is right i think the wild card and we already talked Step about but only through 17 times too right yeah that's a good point yeah there just wasn't a lot of volume anywhere but to me i think that the wild card is is george kittle obviously in the past couple weeks His his role was not to accumulate fantasy points. He had no real opportunities in the Dallas game to do that. If that continues and you play him, he has no chance to really get there. But if it doesn't, this could be the spot for him in terms of tournaments. If he's getting 10, 12 targets in a game like this, obviously George Kittle can do it. I don't think anyone debates that. So he's the one that's going to be very interesting with the ownership in particular, because maybe people look and they just say, well, this guy is out of place. And that would be possibly a
0: mistake if his role changes.
1: What about you, Jordan? Tight end position.
0: The tight end position stuff. I feel the thing, the way with George Kittle is that Devondre Campbell, the linebacker for the Packers is one of the best in the NFL at defending tight ends. It is George Kittle. So it doesn't necessarily matter that much. Ownership is going to heavily weigh how I treat the tight end position, but I think I'll be personally just paying down to the DeGora, even the Swain, Cameron Brate type of dude and hope for the touchdown and play the receivers that are the Julio Jones, that's 47 and stuff like that. And also, I guess Dawson Knox, who's 49, is probably my favorite of the top tier.
1: Makes sense. I, I still think Gronk is is fairly priced too, though. I mean, this guy is going to be someone that, that plays almost 100% of snaps. I think he played 96% of snaps last game. Sure, they had... Uh, A few tight ends worked in there with Brate and and O.J. Howard. But Gronk in a game like this, mind you, Brady didn't really need to throw much in the second half at all. He still threw 37 times, though, which shows you that despite this team routing the Eagles, Brady is going to throw. This team loves to throw the football. uh, And with that being the case, uh, whether he's just dinking and dunking downfield like he did early in that game, it's still PPR production. Gronk is still a, a touchdown machine. He scored last time out. Middling yardage totals, but there's always that big game upside, particularly in the playoffs for Gronk. So I like that. And Ferks has been scoring as well, but you get Julio and Anto, A.J. Brown in there. Maybe Derrick Henry starts to get a, a little bit more difficult. Anyway, thanks to you guys for watching. As always, follow Jordan
2: at Jordan Vanek DFS. Ben Rasa at Jazz Raz DFS. You do have the PGA show today, right? Yes, sir. One o'clock on this very channel, breaking down all things American Express. So, uh, stop on by. It's it's a pretty good tournament, actually. Two
1: game NBA slate coming up today too. Uh, check that out. Deeper dive, live before lock, all of that good stuff. Jordan, you got anything coming down the pike?
0: I think we might be doing something with uh, the live before lock on Saturday or Sunday. Not not too sure yet but maybe maybe get an appearance in that it was a fun show last week and fun little debate between Derek Carr and Joe Burrow
1: you do MMA content oh no never mind no no. uh, no, NFL no no, I I saw it wrong on the schedule I can confirm you are on that with Matt Savoca and Terry McBride so we'll see you all back here very shortly tomorrow the ownership show hit that thumbs up on your way out and uh, have a good rest of the day peace